0: Hi, I'm Patricia Grubarek.
1: And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about our goals for the new year, because when you are listening to this, it will be 2021. Yay, 2020 is finally over. I know, the (laughs) longest year of anyone's life. Terrible. Well, not entirely terrible, but there was a lot. Uh, There were a lot of challenges. I saw a tweet that was like from now on, everything will be precedented. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's and very that true laugh. that is so true because i mean how many times have heard people say unprecedented unprecedented, I know. Or unprecedented like, oh times or unprecedented times It's just like okay relax like it's precedented i know now but yeah exactly you can say that <laughs> for the first month now it's just like well this is what's happening yes it, we've precedented it
1: but um but yes um 2020 was a year literally for the history books, um, in terms of everything that we've all been through. And, um, and yet I think that there have been some positive things that have come out of it. And we are trying to keep a forward looking spirit, um, in terms of our goals and what we want to do in the new year. Um, and so we're hoping that through our conversation, we might be able to, um, inspire some of you who might be feeling a little bit, Uh, maybe burnout at the end of 2020 and maybe goals don't seem necessary this year, just like being here is good. And while we agree, uh, (laughs) maybe you can uh, work or listen with us uh, to our uh, goals and get some ideas for your own.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of burnout at the end of 2020 for sure. Like I've definitely been feeling a little bit more exhausted than normal. So trying to mitigate some of that I think is really important and make sure that start 2021 fresh and re-energized. And uh, I know we talk about a lot how um, things like psychological capital can actually help reduce your odds of burnout. And that's all about goal setting and all about hope and optimism and resiliency and, you know, feeling confident in the goals you're setting. So I think that there's a lot to setting these goals and thinking about the new year and uh, to help kind of get past this potential burnout feeling that a lot of us have been dealing with, with the pandemic and work changing and uh, just everything being different and weird.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, the most important thing in goal setting is to have a clear goal that you're striving towards and to think through different paths that you can use to get there. And while, you know, many of you may have set goals at the beginning of 2020 and then in March realized that some of those goals might have been disrupted so uh, if you set a goal to uh, visit a record number of new countries for example um, (laughs) I am guessing that your goal did not get achieved Um, and so uh, we may have had different ways that we have to strategize around how we're going to get to a particular goal um, and what we're going to do to uh, maybe make a New, but uh, similarly oriented goal. So maybe if you wanted to see every country in the world, you might have had to uh, amend that goal to say that you'll learn more about different countries in the world, and maybe like cook a meal from each of their cuisines or something like that. Like who knows? But um, but the idea is that um, being able to kind of roll with the curveballs that are thrown to you. And figure out ways to adjust and be adaptable is a really good thing. So for those of you that did set goals last year and kind of saw them taken by the wayside, take some time to think about and give yourself credit for what you did accomplish. Because um, almost definitely there's a resiliency story uh, in there somewhere that uh, you can definitely uh, give yourself some, some pats on the back for in terms of what you have been able to accomplish despite the challenges.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot that we've all managed to get through somehow. And that is definitely a good resiliency story. And I think the thing that's nice about setting goals for 2021 is we're still living in a lot of uncertainty. And now we can set goals that take that into account. So it's like a, I feel like we learned a lesson. We could send, set like giant goals great grand goals Um, but to your point like we need to know how to get there and sometimes things are going to completely disrupt them and change them and you have to be able to move on from that sometimes you can't meet every goal for reasons that are completely out of your control so I think when we're thinking about goals for 2021 I I think we should all try to think broadly in terms of how we can achieve it because we don't know what the summer of 2021 is going to look like or the winter of 2021 is going to look like is it going to be the same as right now where COVID is all over the place and maybe the vaccines didn't get out to as many people as we thought or I don't know there's a lot of question marks for this year so I think it's especially crucial to think about all the different ways you can achieve those goals um with so many unknowns yeah yeah
1: I think you know last year when everything or you know when everything hit with COVID it's like it was a it was a big derailer, right? In terms of uh, whatever your goals were, whatever you were trying to achieve, you kind of had to put things to the back burner and figure things out and um and and adapt and flex. But now you've kind of flexed that muscle uh, and you can do it again. And I think one of the the you know silver linings is that that's something that we've all probably gotten a little bit better at is becoming more flexible. So like take a minute and just think about what you've had to flex around in order to make sure that some of the things that you wanted to achieve or even just broadly goal achievements in your career and your family life, or maybe things that you didn't even think were on your radar that ended up being really nice, like spending more time at home with family, for example, Um, while it might seem uh, like too much time uh, for, for folks out there, um, you know, maybe that's something that wasn't on your radar, but ended up being something that enriched your 2020. So, thinking about how you've grown and learned from this, and also what you've been able to do, and maybe what new things you've been able to do that you didn't anticipate, can help you think about how do you carry forward some of those lessons into 2021? And also um, remembering how resilient and adaptable you can be and trying to apply that to your goal setting. So, this is the goal that I have, but Even if a wrench gets thrown in it, this is a way that I might approach it differently or I know that I'll be able to approach it differently. And here's a couple ideas. So um, just applying some of that like grace and adaptability to your uh, goal setting for this year, remembering what you've been able to do and also thinking about what you've learned that you might apply or build into
0: goals that you might not have done before. Yeah, I like that. I like the grace piece too. Like, I think it is really important to like pause and recognize what... What was not surmountable, like your example of traveling? Right. You know, that's not something that you can control. So giving yourself that grace. And then as you're thinking about your goals this year, allowing yourself to set goals that maybe aren't, you know, that you don't know what's going to happen this year. And if it's and it's okay. like I think it's helpful too to think about, you know, what goals are are realistic right now and really making sure we're focusing on those. And if you want to like call out some additional things that you would like to do, if things get back to more normal, I think that's totally fair to put them out there as a list and have some steps as to how to achieve it, assuming things get better. And if not, use that grace, <laughs> move on and go to the goals that you know are realistic today. So I think that's, I think that's helpful too. I know we always talk about like goals needing to be realistic and that is very important so make sure that you're setting realistic goals for this year but then I think it's always okay to have like a a more dreamer goal in the back burner if you're able to do it
1: yeah yeah I agree and I think we could even do this exercise too right like for us we entered into 2020 with um you know goals, uh, for both personal goals and goals for the business. And, you know, we were planning to have, as, as you know, and we've talked about before, um, to the listeners, like we had a retreat planned. We were just starting to get going with having, you know, a broader portfolio of client work and we were traveling a decent bit and, um, you know, going to different client sites and delivering trainings and workshops and, um, you know, things were really starting to like pick up the pace in terms of, our portfolio and almost everything we were doing and had planned to do was based around being in person. Uh, We weren't really doing a lot of virtual offerings at all. And um, you know, when, when COVID hit, we sadly had to cancel our retreat. And for a little while there was a stall out in terms of, okay, how are clients going to deal with this? And people financially weren't sure what was going on. So a lot of budgets got kind of held back as many of you may know, that happened in your companies as well. Like budgets got held back for additional training and development until people could see kind of how they were going to fare and how they were going to transition. And we kind of had to take stock of like, well, we can't just wait around for a year to do mm-hmm. the things that we wanted to do or longer. Um, what can we do? And I think a couple of the things that we ended up doing are things that we'll probably keep doing um, even when we're not in a COVID-centric Uh, world, uh, that we actually learned were really good for us and forced us to think outside the box of how we would normally think about delivering this content. Not that we won't go back to doing things in person, but I think the virtual format worked better than we thought in many instances and also created us access to a broader audience, which we hadn't been able to engage with before. So I don't know what you think about that, Patricia, but I feel like that's something that we like really learned this year. Like, our the goals we set weren't the goals we ended up fulfilling necessarily in the way we thought we would fulfill them, but we ended up fulfilling our goals to expand our client base and deliver more content. Um, We did what we set out to do, but we just did it differently. And I think we really learned something about ourselves and also about like what works uh, that we wouldn't have learned
0: otherwise. I 100% agree with you. I really think that we were able to, I mean, I still feel shocked by it, to be honest. It's like we were actually able to achieve an expansion of our business in a way that we I did not expect when March happened. When I heard, you know, in March, California shut down and I was like, well, guess we're not doing anything this year. Our business is not going to grow in the way that I thought. And then we were able to bounce back. We were able to adjust and adapt and make it work. Um, so I totally agree. I think that we've learned a lot about ourselves. We've learned a lot about the business. And I think that there's, to your point, like, I think that gives us a lot of different opportunities because now the virtual offering approach is something that we've become a lot more comfortable with and can provide to clients that maybe are all over the world instead of just in places that people are willing to pay for us to travel to. Um, so I think that's huge. And I think as, many of you already know, like, people have gone more remote just in general because they have to right now. But that's probably gonna stick around. I mean, we've always worked remote for the most part, but our deliveries weren't always in remote. So that I think is gonna be interesting to see how that changes because if our clients aren't gonna have people coming in person, we might be sitting in this virtual space a lot longer. And I think that's totally fine. And it's been fun and it's been interesting. And I think there's still a lot we can do. Like honestly one of the goals I had for the business for this coming year um, is to think more broadly about the kinds of offerings you can provide virtually um, that are not just, you know, video call type trainings. Like what else could we do? What else can we work on um, that is virtual that can touch a lot of people? I mean, we've talked about our courses before, so we have that and that's still going to be an ever expanding library, but you know, from a client perspective, like thinking about the virtual impact we can make and making positive work environments, making healthier work environments um, when a lot of clients are virtual and may stay pretty virtual. So I think it does shift a little bit about what we're doing, but I think in a really good way. And so one of our goals, well, Katina, you can agree with me, but one of my goals <laughs> is that uh, mm-hmm. that Thinking about, like, we, we have a planning session coming up for the business and what we're going to be doing in the next few years. And one of the things I really want to be thinking about is that virtual piece. What else can we, how else can we support positive work environments without having to be in the environment?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, we, we have done um, some really interesting things that I think that... Um, I have really benefited from so when people were adjusting to lockdown we had a series of uh, well-being focused happy hour virtual happy hours and um, I thought that was really interesting because we got to know so many of you better and got to have conversations about how we were all doing and just touch base with the specific goal of even just talking about our wellness and sharing, you know, things that we were learning or sharing tips or sharing um, struggles that we were having in a communal space and seeing how, um, how much people uh, are not having those conversations outside of how, how much we need context to have those conversations and where we have permission to have those conversations, I think was a really big takeaway. Um And also in expanding, you know, our virtual offerings from a course perspective and dealing with clients. I think that, you know, all of the stuff that we've been offering, we are recognizing that human connection is possible. Um, You know, a lot of the content we deliver is around diversity and inclusion and things like that. And, um, you know, content, content areas that kind of require both a heart connection and a mind connection. And I think that, you know, what we're realizing is that a lot of what people would have thought could only happen in person if you use some innovative methods. And also we've had such great groups to work with. Like um, when people come ready and prepared to have those kinds of conversations and they're in the right mindset, you can really make some great connections even virtually. And especially because I think people are really looking for even more so at the end of this year, those kinds of connections. So how can we help create more of those connections? And, And even for you all listening, if you're feeling like you've been connection deprived this year, what can you do in the early uh, part of 2021 to better connect yourself with other people, even virtually, if you've started to kind of uh, get more lax or remiss about um, connecting with people? Because sort of the urgency of the uh, of the or the um, shock of the pandemic has sort of. Uh, past where people were like oh my gosh like we need to connect we need to have a zoom call we need to whatever as time goes on I feel like people have pulled back a little bit from those things but we might be neglecting some of those connections so how do you get more of those connections and I think for us in our business it's really been interesting that we found a whole new avenue to create connections with people more broadly and the, those connections have been really great uh surprisingly so so I think that has been a huge
0: learning I agree. I think that's it kind of couples into the same goal, right? That's a sub-goal now. <laughs> so we've yeah. got, how can, what can we do from a virtual perspective? What can we continue to do, to do? And that's, you know, we'll obviously flesh out what specific goals we have once we have our planning meeting, but like our goal around that, and then we'll have I think a sub goal of that is virtual connection and how do we infuse connection and everything that we're doing virtually and building that community. And I know a lot of people have built communities, you know, virtually that there's so many Facebook groups out there and like Instagram groups and people just connecting online in a lot of ways. Like I know a lot of people, a lot of different like influencers and things have communities that people really feel strongly about. And I think that's great. So, um, but I think that there's something different about those types of communities and the types that we have been lucky to be a part of lately. And I think that we would like to build, you know, we want to have a community that's really focused around having these deeper, meaningful conversations around, you know, your personal wellness and how you balance your work with it and and all the things that we really are passionate about and care about. Um, so I think it'll be fun to see what we come up with from a virtual interaction perspective if you will
1: yeah and sort of running with this theme of um connection and thinking about you know last year was a year where I feel like you know we had to find connection despite the fact that we were sort of coping with this like forced isolation being more um conscious about creating connections with other people because I think we've grown in appreciation for you know what just seemed like normal life, which because it is in a nor- under normal circumstances that you're seeing people connecting with people talking with people, etc that this year we sort of had to seek that out and we also had a chance to see the unfortunate chance to see what it's like when you have less of those connections and so being conscious about creating spaces for connection, uh, figuring out how to how to do more virtually to, you know, connect people all over with us, but also with each other. I also think um, a take home for me was remembering to stay connected to realms outside of work, too. Because um, being this is the longest I've ever been home without traveling, I think, probably since high school. Wow. And, yeah, yeah I mean, it's probably true for you, too. Like, mm-hmm. the, it's been... A really long time to be home for people that travel a bit, a lot, you know, quite a bit. Um, I know for both of us, we were probably doing like a trip a month. I calculated it at one point for the last several years and was looking at like, okay, about how much do I travel? And it was about a week a month, which I know people have a lot more travel in their schedule. But I started to realize um, during this period of time that. Um, that also was making me not appreciate or recognize as much about what's going on at home while I'm gone. And so I think another big part of trying to figure out how to do things virtually is also like, oh, creating or having more connection to a home base and remembering people outside of work too, <laughs> um, to incorporate um, more of that into my everyday life just because it made me realize. I didn't realize how much I was gone until I wasn't gone. And then I was like, wow, I'm here a lot, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, And, and, and in a good way where I feel like I've enjoyed um, spending more time at home and not that I'm like opposed to traveling or I don't want to get back to traveling or anything like that. But I think it did teach me something about not just um, the value of connections from a professional standpoint and thinking about innovative ways to drive those connections, even under these circumstances, but, also thinking about how to remain like connected and grounded in outside of work life, which I think um, maybe I was not as conscious about before.
0: So what's your goal for that? Do you have a goal around
1: that? I think that what my goal will be is trying to be, I think basically I said yes to everything all the time and never thought about how things lined up on my calendar how I was going to get things done or what I would be missing or what that would mean for me in terms of like how long I would be away or you know like Mm -hmm. I would like back to back like three trips let's say and I think that I'm going to try to be more at least more cognizant of it and say like do I really want to do is this really necessary do I really want to do this is there another way to structure this. Um, you know, if you get, if you have a conference and then a talk and then you're going to visit a friend, let's say, um, like, do you have to give the talk on the date that they first suggested? Or could you suggest say that actually that's not going to work for me. I'm it's in between two trips, you know, I need to stop home in between. Could we do it a different month? And like knowing that that's not absurd to ask, um, (laughs) to spread things out. Whereas I feel like before I would just be like, well, that's the date they want. And so like, okay, I'll do it even though it's probably not convenient. And it means I'll be away from home for a really long time. Whereas now I think that I need to be more, I think I need, I feel more empowered to like take control over my schedule, um, in a way where I think before I was a little too amenable to just like. I also have noticed that other people do it much better than I do, and I don't think it's strange when other people do it. Like, no, that week's not going to work for me. How about we schedule my talk the following week? Or, you know, actually, I'm not going to go to four conferences this year because that's too much. I'm going to go to two. Or, you know, like just thinking through how people make decisions and prioritize different things, and it's okay, and they're still professionally, like, very valid, um, that I think I'll just take more of that with me in terms of not feeling like if I have to flex something around or turn down an opportunity, I'm not feeling like I'm like out of the loop, you know, like life will go on. And there's also, (laughs) I'm not just missing. It's not just the professional opportunity that I'm missing. I also need to think about what I'm missing by taking the opportunity. Like, I don't think I ever entered that into the
0: equation. Mm, That's a great call out. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like your goal then is for this year and moving forward to, because we might not be traveling much this year. We don't know yet, but, generally speaking, any meetings even like that you are weird times or times that impact your family life or other things you don't want to do or whatever. Um, but taking that time to think about what surrounds it and can I push back if it's not appropriate for the other things I have going on?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just being more cognizant of like, I'm always so concerned about missing out on a professional opportunity, but I think that this has made me realize that I also don't want to miss out on non-work-related opportunities. Like I need to actually take that into consideration. Um, I think that's good. Yeah. And then what about you? What's a what's a, another goal that you have? Because we talked about some worker being goals, but what's a, what's a personal goal that you have?
0: Oh, goodness. So personally, I think – I feel like I say this every year. So if people have heard me say this last year and they're like, she still hasn't done it. Well, here I am again. Um, But I feel like (laughs) my goal, my goal always is being better at taking time for myself. So it's very similar to yours. Mm -hmm. Um, I did the same thing with travel, to be honest. And sometimes like, because I work for a large company, I don't always have the same ability to push back as, you know, if you have a talk, that's just you as a faculty member being invited. So sometimes I don't get that chance to push back. Um, right, right. I do more, though, than I think I do. Like, I think I could say no more often than I actually do. I usually tend to be like you and just be like, well, you know, this is a good time and want to make people happy. So I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I agree on all that. And I think that's something I should be considering as well. But I think more broadly, I don't know. And this is like the worst because this is all about what worker beings about. But. I don't know if I always do a good job of setting my day up for success in terms of both personal and work stuff. Like, I always have a lot of really good stuff that I'm doing for work, and I love it. And I know we talked about being workaholics in a previous (laughs) episode. Um, Like, I love what I'm doing, so I do get really wrapped into it. But I don't always spend enough time on, like, personal stuff, like going outside and taking a walk or... Mm you know, doing like cooking a, a meal that I want versus like something quick that I could just throw together in the kitchen that I'm not as excited right. about. Um, you know, like last week I made soup, which like, so sounds so stupid, but like I made a soup that I really liked and I, I was like, soup. that didn't take that long to make. It took longer than my normal dinners would make, would take, but it actually ended up being such a big amount of soup that I could have it for like three days. And I was like super happy with it. So like things like that, like just thinking a little bit more strategically about yeah. my personal time for things that I want to do outside of work too. And like remembering that there are other things I want to do outside of work yeah. and making sure I make time for them. Um, like, like cooking is one thing, but then the other piece like kind of ties into, you know, taking the walk, like more physical activity. Like it's just so easy to sit down and just like, Crank out work for a million hours and then I get up and it's dark out and I didn't go outside at all. Or, right. um, but we, I didn't even tell you this yet, we just got a Peloton. So Ooh. a Peloton is coming next week.
1: And that's so, exciting.
0: Yeah. So I'm hoping that helps. I'm hoping I could be like, all right, well, I didn't get to take a walk, but like I can take 20 minutes to take a class right now. Yeah. Um, right. That's awesome. So I just think I need to do better. Of But, you know, physical activity, cooking, mindfulness, all the things that I like to do that I just sometimes put aside because I also really like to work. So I need to try to find a better balance between all the things I like to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And maybe that's a good um, to take into our planning meeting. Maybe something that we need to do this year is to find ways to uh, really role model the tips and tricks that we are providing to you so we have content expertise in how to do these things but we struggle a lot with incorporating them into our own lives with you know having our you know full-time jobs having you know worker being And then having our personal lives, like we all, we love everything that we do, but, and we try our best to incorporate as much of the tips and tricks that we can into our day, but it can sometimes go by the wayside just like everybody else. So maybe that's also a good call out for us is to um, commit to our listeners and the people that follow us that we're going to try to be good role models in 2021 of how to actually do some of these things.
0: I like that. We can hold each other accountable and we can like post it on social too and be accountable there. Yeah. Um, that's a good idea. I think that would be really helpful. And yeah. I think, I mean, you're right. Like we, we know the stuff and I'll get into routines where I'm doing all of it well, and then something will derail it. And then it's hard to get back in. And it's like, maybe yeah, just a really busy week. And I think everybody probably can relate to this. Like you have a really, really busy week where you don't have time for some of the things that you would normally want to do. Like, I don't know, personal stuff, whatever. And then the next week, well, you kind of got into this routine of working late. And then so it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm working late. And maybe I could have taken that time because that week was actually not as busy, but I'm making it busy for myself for no reason. Um, I don't know. I think there's just – there are some tips that sometimes I implement and they work really well and then somehow they get pushed aside and then I have to revisit them. So I think think it's a good call out that maybe we can be – holding each other accountable, you know, what can, if I see you planning too many things back to back to back to back that don't make sense, I will call it out. And then if you see me yeah. doing the same, you <laughs> call it out.
1: Yeah. Like maybe this year our theme is like a connected consciousness or something. Like mm. we want to find ways to connect with people, continue connecting with people like in innovative ways, but we also want to be really conscious and mindful about what practices were role modeling for each other and how we're holding each other accountable to like being the best versions of ourselves. Because this year, I think more than anything in 2020, we learned that connection is really, really important and that we, anything can happen. And that what you have when you pair everything down is yourself in a house <laughs>
0: <laughs> and with
1: your own thoughts and uh, you know, the people that you have surrounded yourself most closely with. And that's, what it is so like how to be conscious about taking care of you at the center of that equation and the people that you love at the center of that equation and also um you know still maintaining that level of social and professional connectedness and consciousness in that arena as well um, might be a really nice way of kind of bringing this all together so maybe Mm -hmm. that's more of what you'll see from us
0: our bigger goal I love it The bigger goal of connected consciousness yeah. Love it. Yeah. Cool. Great. So that's it. That's our goals. Um, And I'm sure, you know, as we've talked about many times, both on the podcast, and on the blog, and in our courses, having very specific goals and actions are really important. And as we mentioned, we're going to have a planning meeting. So from a business perspective, and really because we are also good friends from a personal perspective, yes. we can sit down and kind of flesh out our goals further and really get them to be actionable and and have that detail but I thought it was like a fun exercise that all of you could listen in on is how we're starting to brainstorm and get to those goals that will eventually develop in our planning meeting
1: yeah and if anyone needs any help in uh, getting to their goals or wants some more inspiration we have our course available um, and we also have a cohort um, upcoming that you can sign up for online as well if you want more tailored advice from us uh, after taking the course. So check it out um, if you're interested in more of this content and really like honing in on your own goals in a more structured format than just sort of following our conversation here. Um, You can get more information about that um, on our website and also
0: uh, find our cohort sign up links there as well. Yes. I mean, that goes straight to the connectedness piece, right? One of the first things we'll be doing this year is talking to some of you about your goals and how you can build a sustainable, healthy career. So definitely check that out. I'll have links to all of that in the show notes. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts, questions, or want to share your goals with us via email or or social, feel free to do that. You can find us on our website, WorkerBeing.com. You can email us at contact at WorkerBeing.com. And you can find us on social, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at WorkerBeing. Thanks for listening. The Worker Being podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer and produced by Allie Johnson.